0: Psalm 141, verses 1 and 2. I call upon you, O Lord, come quickly to me. Give ear to my voice when I call to you. Let my prayer be counted as incense before you, and the lifting up of my hands as an evening sacrifice. Matthew chapter 6, verses 5 through 8. When you are praying, do not heap up empty phrases as the Gentiles do, for they think that they will be heard because of their many words. Do not be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you ask him. Friends, how do you preach a
1: sermon on prayer? you all have heard about prayer since you were probably really really small and you've practiced prayer in different ways throughout your entire life. And so how do you bring something new? How do you say something that you all haven't already heard before on prayer? Uh, I, I think this is incredibly challenging and it was a challenging time this week to think and to prepare for what to say about prayer to you all and yet I think that as we talk about Christian practices as we have been doing for the last five weeks that prayer has to be in the mix in there somewhere. Prayer has to be mentioned and talked about as a practice that we all need to have in our daily lives so that we might grow in our relationship with God. Because how can we grow in a relationship with anyone without there being some form of conversation, without there being some form of communication? Now, just a quick show of hands out of your windows. How many of you have ever had a relationship go awry or become a real problem because communication between you and the other person became a problem? Just show your hands. Raise your hands at home, too, if you want. Uh, Even the sound booth is raising their hands. We've all experienced this. We've all experienced the time in our lives where, for some reason, communication breaks down sometimes this happens in our most significant relationships right sometimes this happens in the relationships that we're closest to that are most meaningful to us that are most precious to us like our spouses or our parents or our siblings or our grandparents or our cousins or our best friends right this this is not something that just happens only between enemies in fact you probably can somewhat tolerate and get along with your enemies more than some of the people who are closest to you, right? Can I get an amen? Yeah. There you go. <laughs> and so sometimes communication can break down. Well, prayer essentially, as a discipline, as a practice for us, is a way of communicating with God. And so as communication should work among human beings, it should be a two-way street, Right. Many of us have had friendships or relationships where you just sat and you listened to the other person talk for hours and hours and hours, but they never give you one little bit of space to speak into the relationship that you have with them, right? And so think about God's perspective. If your prayers are continually coming before God and just saying over and over and over again the things that are on your mind, that are on your heart, that you want to happen, how much of a relationship builder with God is that? Not very much, right? If, as we just spew our hearts out, God hears what we are feeling, but God doesn't always get to put a word in edgewise with us. And so it's important in our prayer lives to develop, as we talked about before, a practice of listening prayer as much as speaking prayer. And so there should be some kind of a mixture there. Now, you've probably have heard this of colloquial proverb before, right? God gave us two ears and one mouth so that we might listen twice as much as we speak, right? And and that's that's a practice I think that is good in general for relationships, but it's also good in your prayer life. If you're spending and you're finding that you spend most of your time praying by saying something to God, then you're missing out on a pivotal part of relationship building that God has invited you into to listen, to begin to hear what God might say to you. So I would encourage you, as you think about prayer this week, as we talk and we continue to discuss prayer today, that you might go back and listen to the message on listening and think about adding a practice of listening into your regular prayer practice so that you might begin to balance out a conversation with God and hearing from God. Now, this is not how prayer has always been done and it's not how prayer is done around the world in many other religions today. Prayer in other religions is not necessarily looked at as a relational act, right? In a lot of human religions, we kind of see prayer as a way of appeasing God or we see even God as like a magic genie, right? That if we can just ask him with enough faith or ask him with enough you know, utterances or enough um, dedication that in some way or another, we can get God to bend to our will and we can get God to do what we desire for God to do. And so this is the kind of practice that Jesus was talking about in the Sermon on the Mount when he addresses prayer. He says that there's two different kinds of people he acknowledges, the religious people of the Jewish faith who tend to say wordy prayers on street corners so that they can be seen by other people right and so that they kind of get they get praised for how righteous they are and how beautiful and eloquent their praise is. And so Jesus encourages don't be like that. Don't be like somebody who's not really caring about a relationship with God not really delving into a conversation with God, but is just about grandizing themselves in that conversation. And then he points to the Gentiles and the pagan traditions around him that would often go and would just utter phrases over and over and over again, or do certain rituals for the purpose of somehow manipulating or twisting the deity to do what we want the deity to do, or in some way to appease the deity's anger or wrath or malice towards us in some way or another. And so he says, don't be like them. Instead, go into your closet and pray. Go into a secret place and pray to the Lord in secret. And then the God who hears you in secret, the God who engages you is what this means, engages you into a relationship conversation, one-on-one between you and God, will hear your prayers to him, will answer you and speak back and as he says, reward you. Reward you with what? Well, if your heart really is in it for a relationship with God, then your reward is a relationship with God, right? If you go into this concept, this idea of, I want a reward of X, Y, Z, and it isn't a relationship with God, I'm not, I don't think God is going to give you that that reward because that's not what is best for you. That's not what God designed you for. God designed you for a relationship with Him and a relationship with each other and a relationship with this world. And so God designed you for this kind of communal um, existence, this communal being that you are coming into and getting to know the Creator who endowed you with every bit of life that you have. So if you really desire after God, and you seek after God, then you will go and pray in secret. Now, how many of you have a place in your house, as we've even been talking about these 10 Christian practices, I've talked about it before, that you've prepared for some kind of quiet space and a place where you can be relaxed and you can pray to the Lord in? How many of you have that space in your house? Raise your hand. Good, 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 good. And that's important, I think. I think for us to create space, we're spatial beings. We live in space. We move around. We're physical preachers. And so we really need a physical space that we feel safe and we feel regular in that we can do this kind of work in our daily disciplines with the Lord. So as you are seeking the Lord daily in prayer, go to that space. Go to that space and and pray. And yet, at the same time, as we talk about developing a practice that's for a particular moment in your day, Paul says that you should pray continually. And so there's this sense, this idea that you would never stop your conversation with God, that you would never stop, that you would continue in that that, that conversation throughout your entire day, no matter what you are doing, that you might continue to listen and to speak throughout the moments in your day. And we talked a little bit about this in one of our earlier sermons, about discerning and becoming more aware of God's presence in your life moment by moment. And as you practice that discipline, it will become far more easy for you to practice the discipline of continual prayer and in recognizing God's presence with you every single moment by moment and so then you can pray. So there's a couple of practices that I want to give you just that are practical for you to learn how to do some prayers at home. For one thing, um, how many of you journal already? Not very many of you, a few of you. I, I am terrible at journaling. I am horrible at journaling. I've got probably maybe about 10 different journals around my house that I've bought at different times to start journaling. And there are like three or four pages in, there's journals written on them. And then the rest of the journal is empty. How many of you have a bunch of journals laying around similar to that so I can feel not as bad? Not very many of you. Okay. Well, okay, there you go. Whew you made me feel a little bit better (laughs) hands. by the way you guys do you realize this is so much better than me standing in an empty sanctuary (laughs) and preaching to nobody and not having any interaction back thank you all for showing up and coming out for this Um, and also I meant forgot to mention earlier that if you missed it in the email that was sent out on the Facebook page and on the front of our website there's a link to a PDF that shows the order of service and the words and stuff in it. So if you have a device on you right now, you can go to firstpressdearborn.org and you can click on that PDF and pull it up. So if you have the lyrics of the songs, as long as if it's on your phone, you might have to look really small um, font there. But anyway, uh, that will be there weekly, same link uh, for you to see the service each week. So as you um, develop this prayer, I encourage you to think about journaling. And not just journaling for the sake of telling God what you think or what is going through your mind at the moment. But instead, journal in a conversational way. Write your thoughts, write down what you are thinking and what you want to bring to the Lord in relationship with, with God. But then as you sit and you discipline yourself to listen daily, Begin to write down what you sense the Spirit telling you, either from reading through the scriptures as you pray. The Psalms are a great thing for that. We'll talk about a practice you can do with the Psalms in a second. Um, Or as you read through the Gospels or whatever it might be in conjunction with your prayer to help you listen. If you're hearing the Spirit say something to you, then write that down. Write it in that same journal so that you can go back and you can reflect on that conversation that you had with God. And we do this naturally in our human relationships, right? How many of you have ever thought of a conversation that you had earlier in the day and thought through what you talked about, thought through what they said to you, maybe remembered something that they, that they had a concern of? We all do that, right? And so this is kind of the same way of, of making that more tangible for yourself, that as you open yourself to that relationship with God and that conversation back and forth that you record it, so that you can begin to remember what that conversation was like. And then here's a second journaling practice that you can try. And we've talked about this at Table Talk before. If you used to attend that, um, we actually practice it. Read through the Psalms. This is especially good when you feel like you are in a place that you don't even know what to say to God. You're just frustrated, you're angry, or you're sad, or whatever it might be. You just don't know what to say to God. Read through the Psalms. The Psalms are a prayer book. I mean, they're they're songs um, as well, and they all have melodies and hymns uh, that are written around them for the Jewish people and their worship in the temple. But they are really prayers to God written by David and other psalmists as they lived into this relationship with God. And so as you read through the psalms, you will find at some point or another a psalm that will resonate with where you're at in your current life. You'll find a psalm where you, when you read it, you'll be like, oh, that's exactly how I feel. And then use that psalm as your prayer. And one of the practices I like to do is to actually, when you read that psalm, to sit down and to rewrite the psalm into your own words. So read it, pray it, begin to live in a a conversation with God through that psalm. But then write write it out in your own words, in your journal, and it helps help you to begin to communicate to God what you're feeling. Another way for you to begin to practice prayer on a continual basis throughout your day is to learn a few shorter prayers. Now we've practiced before in the sanctuary the Jesus Prayer. How many of you could probably say the Jesus Prayer right now? A few of you? No? Nobody? Okay, at least one person, two people, all right. The Jesus prayer, I was going to say some elders should be able to say the Jesus prayer because we use that in uh, session retreats and stuff a lot. Um, The Jesus prayer is really simple, and it is, Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, have mercy on me, a sinner. So Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, have mercy on me, a sinner. And usually when I pray this, I use it as a way of focusing myself on the love of God, focusing myself on God, on what Jesus did for me, and on this relationship that God is inviting me into so that I can begin to listen and to be aware of God's presence. And so I will use it in a way of breathing. And so on my breath in, I will will pray the prayer, Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God. And then as I breathe out, have mercy on me, a sinner. As I breathe in, Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God. Then as I breathe out, have mercy on me, a sinner. And I use this to focus. I've said it before in another service that I will use uh, each word as a different emphasis. And so I will say the prayer to emphasize each word individually. Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, have mercy on me, a sinner. Lord Jesus. And in that way, I become more aware of what that prayer is saying and, and is drawing my heart into that relationship with God who has died for me on the cross So that's one prayer that you can use, but there's lots of other short prayers that you can use throughout your day. There's a prayer that's known as the Maranatha Prayer. How many of you guys know this or have heard this before? Come, Lord Jesus, come. How many of you heard that prayer at some point or another? That's called the Maranatha Prayer. That's a short prayer. Maybe... Maybe there's moments in your day-to-day life where you're struggling or you're, you're just not really knowing if God is with you and you're not, you're having a hard time sensing God's presence. You might just say, come Lord Jesus, come. And in that prayer, you are inviting God to come into your life. You're inviting God to show and reveal himself to you so that you might become more aware that he is with you in that moment. You might also, you might also learn this prayer a prayer that my mentor taught me, and it's, Come, Lord Jesus, be my guest. Similar to the Maranatha prayer, but a little bit different, a little bit different. Come, Lord Jesus, be my guest. Now, this is based off of the passage in um, Revelation where Jesus says, behold, I, what? Stand at the door and knock, and whoever lets me come in, I will come in and I will dine with them, right? And so it's this concept of recognizing Jesus is willing and Jesus is desiring after that kind of intimacy and relationship with you that he would come into your life and dine with you, an intimate act, right? You wouldn't just invite strangers in your house to dine with you. Usually it's the people we're wanting to get to know, or the people who we love the most. And so in this way, you're inviting Jesus in to be a part of your life and to dine with you and for you to sit in fellowship in his presence. And so this is a prayer that you can use. Now there's lots more. Maybe I'll put a resource together and put it out on uh, the website, but these are ways that you can begin to develop this conversation. That you can begin to develop a relationship with God that is ongoing, that is day-to-day so that you might be able to, in, in, invigorate and give life and spirit to your prayer life, your prayer relationship with God. And of course, God knows that there are times when you need something, right? And in the scriptures, it encourages you. It encourages you to ask for the things that you might need from the Lord, that you might ask for them. And, and God is good and God knows what you actually need. And he's not going to give you what you desire because you're going to pray for and ask for what you desire, right? But God is going to give you what you need. And so this is a way of us opening our hearts to be receptive to what God might give to us in our lives and to pray out loud and ask God for what we think we need, what we desire in the moment, but then be open to and listen to how God might respond to us differently than how we pray, that we would be willing to accept God's movement in our lives how God wants. Now this is the ultimate thing I think about prayer that most of us miss. If God already knows our desires, if God already knows what what we're thinking before we even say it, then why? Why would we ever even need to have a relationship in this way where we open our mouths? Shouldn't God just read our minds all the time, right? But that is not what prayer is really about. Prayer is about you coming into a relationship with God that allows for your heart to be transformed, to be more like God's heart so that you would desire after the things that God desires, and so that you would begin to think like God thinks, and that you might begin to know what God wants for your life. And we know this instinctively in relationships. How many of you have ever had a friend in your life that when you're sitting in a room with a group of people and something happens, you can look at them and you know exactly what they're thinking? Raise your hand if you have had a friend like that. Now, how did you get to that point? You got to that point by talking, right? You spend so much time together that when you come into uh, a situation that you is similar to another situation that you both have been in before and then you talked about it, you know how that person thinks. You know what they, how they processed a similar event. And so when you're in that shared event together, you can already know that's what they're thinking because you've spent that amount of time together. Your hearts have become in alignment with each other because of the time and the communication that you've put forth in that relationship. And this, I believe, is the crux, is the cornerstone of what prayer does for us, that it begins to show and reveal to us and transform our heart to be more in line with God's heart so that we might desire the things that God desires and we might seek after things that God seeks after for us. Now, friends, as we leave worship today and into our normal lives, uh, first of all, let's do this orderly (laughs) and make sure we don't have any fender benders in our parking lot. Does that sound good? Uh, I'm gonna kinda, if you wanna hang out for a little bit, I'm gonna kinda walk around and just say hi to, to folks. So if you wanna hang, if you gotta go, that's fine. We'll try and move around to uh, get you to go but did this work for everybody put your hand out your window if it worked for you and you guys could hear fine and good awesome awesome great we'll keep doing this uh, weekly i probably shouldn't clap that probably comes across really loud Um, (laughs) um, but as you go through this week as we leave back into our normal lives take some time daily dedicate some time daily now these other practices we've talked about i've said pick 15 minutes in the week or pick an hour or whatever I'm gonna encourage you to take time daily to spend time both in speaking to God what's on your mind and sitting and listening to God in prayer. Take some time daily this week, even if it's five minutes in in the morning as you wake up or as you do your morning routine or whatever it is, take some time to be in conversation with God. Put yourself in contact with the Living God who desires for your life goodness and fellowship with Himself so that you might grow in your relationship with him and might become more like Jesus. And may the God who has called you by your name, may he reveal himself to you in new ways as you seek fellowship with him in prayer this week. In Jesus' name, now and forever. Amen.